Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And we also have a special guest. And Brad over here. Brad's over here. Um, today on the podcast, we're doing a little mini roundtable uh, with a, another show yes. from the Netflix. And this one is related to something that I think we've been dabbling in because there's a lot of conventions we've been going to. It's relating to anime. Yes. And we're going to be talking about and dissecting the... Now canceled Cowboy Bebop Oof. 2021 television series on Netflix, the live action Cowboy Bebop. I think it's about time we blow this scene. Get everybody in their stuff together. All right, three, two, one, let's go. <laughs> oh, I snorted already oh, so early it. in the pod. Yeah, so Cowboy Bebop. So they keep trying to make video games live action. Yep. They haven't really done so very successfully yet. <laughs> we'll see what you can do, Tom Holland. Oh, sure, that's true. Sure. Um, uh, and they've also tried to make anime live action a few times. And I really haven't heard of anyone hitting out of the park with that yet either. Nope. Um, Everybody that loves Avatar, the uh, animated cartoon, right. disavows any that knowledge the, of the movie existing. But let's agree that the M. Night Shyamalan Dong one was a little <laughs> misguided. It changed too much. So, Mikey, you're the one, you, on a nerd alert, you told us about this show coming out before it came out. That's true. And I, I was all ready for it, because, like, talking about the cast, talking about the music, they had the original creator from the anime is was a consultant for the live-action mm -hmm. one. So Hopefully keeping it faithful. It had all the markers for being a good thing. Uh, like Kevin said, it was canceled three weeks after it premiered, Yeah, which is ridiculous. It's but, a little too soon to tell. Yeah, but so. all, all our favorites are back. I mean, we got uh, Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, and Faye Valentine, That's the right. core trio, and they cast it so well. Like, mm -hmm. I start off talking about the cast, but... Sure. John Cho, Mustafa Shakir, and Daniela Pineda are pitch awesome. perfect. They did a great job. When I think of the anime, and then when I was watching the live action, it was like, this is what I, this is in my brain how it should be. And why mm -hmm. am I craving tiny hamburgers? <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Too soon? <laughs> no. We'll no, get no. into that. Yeah. Um, there was uh, there were some internet grumblings like with all the pre-release trailers and the the previews that like John Cho he's not going to be Spike Spiegel but I I will go on record now he is a perfect Spike Spiegel yeah I bought into it totally he's got the suit he's got the shirt the he rolled up well. sleeves he had the plastic hair he didn't smoke oh, as wait. many cigarettes as he did in the anime but he still had cigarettes in the yeah, show that's for sure oh uh, John Cho I think we know him from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle there it is ridiculous <laughs> stuff right. <laughs> Star Trek, I think, is oh, his way to start That's true. That's true. That's I right. forgot he was in Star yeah. Trek. But I, I liked him in this more than I've liked him. Not that I didn't like him previously, but I really enjoyed John Cho in this. Sure. I mean, this was almost uncharted territory besides the fact that there was a anime to follow, but you had new people coming to this that could kind of breathe their own life into it. 
I thought that was interesting. I thought that uh, Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black was also perfect casting. Yes. Um, what's crazy is is I was kind of concurrently watching this in the anime to compare and contrast. There you go. And the acting of Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black and the I mean it was per, it was yeah. per, it was per, even the the dub voice sounded like his voice. <laughs> it was it was perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I didn't feel like there was like any kind of a, a incorrect racial choice or anything no. like that. I mm-hmm. felt like the guy was perfect for the part, and he embodied it. And and I liked the prosthetics, and I liked the the special mm-hmm. effects, and and I liked the way the character carried himself and his arm and everything else. It was very cool. And where has Daniela Pineda been all my life? Yes. <laughs> Right? Waiting for this moment to come into your life. She was great. It's great. Uh, Because let's admit, I mean, Faye Valentine comes to the story as a very mysterious character. You don't really know much about her. You know, wait a minute, she's got this uh, femme fatale streak a mile wide. uh, And you want to feel sorry for her, and then you realize, oh, holy cow, this girl can fend for herself just fine. And and they brought that to the live action. Mm -hmm. Now, they brought some other things to live action, too. But they brought that to that character, and I felt like that was pretty faithful. And we're all fans of the anime, yes? Yes. Okay. Oh, for sure. You were saying you were watching it concurrently, so... Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd watched it originally mm-hmm. a long time ago, but... Yeah, I mean, Cowboy Bebop as an anime, to me, I think between Akira, which was earlier in the 90s, and Cowboy Bebop, which was later in the 90s, and then throw in some... I mean, you can throw in some of the battle tech and all that kind of stuff, but I really, really think that between Akira and Cowboy Bebop... In the nerd world, that's what brought anime kind of into the zeitgeist of the Western. They kept reselling American, kept zeitgeist. American it nerds, up. I yes, guess. Absolutely. You know, there's a there's a lot of stuff, but I mean, really, for me, and and we talked about this when we've we've talked to people we've interviewed and uh, at some of the anime conventions and stuff, is that you know I knew this guy in the '90s who had an extensive import anime collection as well mm-hmm. as early Funimation stuff. So I was seeing all kinds of stuff, but I knew that was like fringe. I knew that was like sure. very like Tokyo deep. Tank Police, Supernatural was, Bestial City. Yeah, it was stuff like, like that. very very deep nerd stuff. But you could you could run into a less nerdy person. A, a, I don't know what to call him. A reg, um, <laughs> a comic book shop. Nerd. Yeah, and, and mention Akira and mention Cowboy Bebop, and they'd know what you're talking about. Sure, and they'd seen it. Because those things kind of transcended because the the nichiness of yes. some of Ghost the anime of stuff was right up there. Yeah, yeah, but this was something different, other than the giant fighting robots. This was something different. Right, than, right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, like when you think of anime, there's a specific person that you think of, and there's a specific like sword fight in the snow and it's sure. raining, and there's rose petals. Like you think yeah. of that anime, this is completely out of left field. Like, yeah. I've gone on record being a fan of Record of the Lotus War, which is anime-done fantasy style. Right. Sure. So it's like this, but this is space western. Yeah. Fist of the North Star. I, I, I've just, I guess I've gone a long way to say that Cowboy Bebop was groundbreaking and it's undeniable. Oh, I don't think there's been anything like it. It was. It was really kind of our first bubblegum noir, mm-hmm. uh, almost detective, almost bounty hunter, almost wronged person looking for vengeance. A lot of the thematic things from other animes that were successful are there and present, but they're presented in a unique fashion in this show. 
in the original. I get it. And I feel like the the remake, the live action remake, went a long ways to try and capture some of that. Some of it, I think, was lost on the critics uh, or on the people who had the yeah. power over the big red button. <laughs> but that's that's a different conversation. And we'll have that conversation. So before we get into, well, we're kind of we'll kind of go like through the episodes a little bit, just to give us a little bit of structure. But I want to kind of overarching. Yes. I, like we talked about the characters, that's a little bit overarching. There, the three main characters we have absent for most of the series was Ed. True. Who shows up halfway through the? And I kept waiting for Ed to show up. That right, was right. But I have to say though, the way everything looked. The way everything was shot, uh, the fact that they kept the original song up front yes. and kind of reshot the whole title yeah, sequence with live frame. action. Yeah, yeah. The overall just feel of it was Cowboy Bebop. So many I, of those notes. I were think hit. it. I yes. think it was. I think it was pitch perfect to being Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Now this, like we said, this was canceled. A lot of criticism. Uh, I don't think you can discredit. What they did as far as making it look like it, feel like it, be like it. Yes. The overall kind of feel that I got is, is as someone who has multiple viewings of the original, and I try not to be the push-up-the-glasses angry nerd anymore with mm-hmm. stuff. Mikey's helping me out with Though a lot just of for stuff. those of you who can't see us, he is wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, my eyes are getting old. <laughs> this, to me, felt like... And I don't know if this is a criticism or not. Well, we can work through this. But this to me felt like, remember when you'd go over to your friend's house to play with the Star Wars action figures? Mm -hmm. And he would, you have the action figures, and he would do stuff with them that they didn't do in the movie. Yeah, out of character. Right? Mm. And it really really wasn't so much out of character. It just wasn't what happened in the movie. And some kids are fine with that. True. And some kids get mad at that. That character would never do that. That's the wrong lightsaber. Switch out the capes. Yeah. Or n- not even that bad. I mean, just literally like, oh, you know, well, Greedo shouldn't be here right now. He died already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, I want to use my Greedo action figure. I'm not just going to only use it to recreate the cantina scene Yes. to make Hanchu first. But anyway... Stuff like that. Like, like, why is there a snowtrooper and a Jawa together? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. There would be kids like that, but then there would be kids who were just like, I want a snow, I'm going to put a snowtrooper and a Jawa together because sure. it's fun right now. Because it's fun. And to me, I, that's the feel I got with this. It was like they had the Cowboy Bebop playset with all the action figures. There you go. And they just did their own story with it. That's a great and interesting take. I, I appreciate that. And I really think that a lot of the mm, arguments we could have and what would be kind of fun to get into is, because from what I've seen online, is that people think faithful means hitting beat for beat what was in the original series. Recreate it, yeah. I feel like they did enough of that to appease the the casual fans right. with the... You know the high beats here, the the music and the mm-hmm. recreating the intro and and some of the stuff. Where I start to have a problem were a few of the glaring things when it was like all of a sudden plastic hair or a rubber raincoat or something would kind of take me out of the scene. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I get it. We're trying to look like a cartoon here, but that looks uncomfortable. Mm. I, I get it. I'm with Kevin. Uh, two points. Like, yes, they are taking the toys that we are familiar with and doing new things with them. They're playing with them in new ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think they did a good job of like, yes, it's live action, but it's still anime. Like 
if you're not a fan of anime, I can see why you might not like the show because they there are moments where it is beat for beat with the show. Maybe not exactly like the story changes up a little bit. The characters are doing different things, but you're still watching it like, oh, this is a space Western as told <laughs> through like sort of Japanese cultural mm-hmm. ideas. But like w- what Kevin's saying, it it's not it's not the cowboy bebop you've watched. They're not. It's not just real people acting out these animated scenes that you've already seen. But I think that's a good thing because you can go watch the animated one. Sure, right. you can go watch and it. Get a little different story. You love the animated cowboy bebop? Cool, go watch it. It still exists. But every this- once in a while, I had this Primus moment where it was like, <laughs> "Holy cow! They're wearing rubber cowboy suits," <laughs> and 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 it was just that jarring to me. And and it shook me for a minute, and then I thought, no, no, just shut up and enjoy it. And I did, and I had a good time with it. But every once in a while, there was some sort of artistic decision on set that made me go, yeah, no, this live action, not an anime. Let's pick a side. Mm. And it just kind of made me think. It just took me out of it every once in a while. Mm. And I, I get it. I know what they were going for. I appreciate it. Uh, but sometimes that that took and, – and hair is one of them. So there are a couple of the characters <laughs> whose hair kind of gave me some – Itchiness <laughs> you or and, problems. You and hair. I know. It yes, it's been I a could, theme. I want to talk it's about an entire movie that tells the story through hair. And hey, Rocket Raccoon's on my side. He even comments on it about Miss Marvel. That's true. So thank you very much. Isn't hey. that isn't there like a a show called Hair? <laughs> hey now, there was a play. Uh-huh. Can't talk about it though. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> but if you apparently now, if you want to get Brad on board with whatever property you're doing, don't put weird hair, hair in there. It's yeah. gotta be out. But there's the anime. The anime had weird hair. The anime had Jet with his prosthetics. Like, sure, it, it doesn't even look silly. It's part great. of the world. The, in, in the live action, those translated great to the live action. Uh, as did I, I. Didn't care about what I never thought once about where Jet was from in the cartoon and in the live action. I thought, okay, that's Jet. I did. I never had any problem with the choice of actor or anything mm-hmm. like that. All of it was very believable. Uh, you know, Faye was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already agreed. So I, I'm on board with all of that. This struck me, like, the reason I was on board from Jump with this, yes, like, there are differences between the anime and the live action, but the live action f- hits that button. It fills that niche that f- uh, Firefly did. Yes. It hits that niche that Fifth Element did. Sure. Like, it is weird and quirky, and it is not what you're used to, but they're going for it. Like... Yes, I mean part of going for it too. I mean, Punch and Judy are in there. Yeah, I mean, I I that's, real I was like, are they going to do this? Because they need to do it. Because that's like one of, and, and then sideshow, and I then mean, they're in there, and and she's wearing that ridiculous outfit right. that she's wearing as a, a as a real person. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. They're talking like weird game show hosts, yes. like they do in the anime. It like, was perfect. Like, why does that TV show exist? But it makes sense in the anime world, and it makes sense in this world. It's like, okay, Bounty Hunter TV. What? Okay, I'm on board. Right. Thanks, I mean, Punch and Judy. Where else are they going to pick up their next score or whatever? Now, you mentioned, you, you know, you mentioned Firefly, and it, you know, may it rest in peace. Shortened before or canceled before its time. Again, is yeah. is this yeah. show going to leave that same hole for people? For fans, will there ever be you know a hundred thousand names on a petition? There is to bring a it there. Are, and, there are petitions, and and sure. is there enough momentum right here now? And are times different now that we could maybe bring? We could go out to the cemetery of dead shows, dig it up, reanimate it, and put it on some different network There's with the right s- amount of money. Yeah, you know what? There's so much com- competition in the streaming networks. Right, that, your congressman. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. I mean, there's so much competition between these streaming networks that I and there's so many of them that are 
are biting at Netflix's heels yep. that I would not be surprised if there was enough of a fan push out there that one of them wouldn't jump at the chance to be like, okay, Netflix. Yeah. Let's we'll see take what, your cast off. Yeah, we'll take your cast off. We'll offs. take it another four seasons. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's possible, but we'll see what happens with that. Or if they go the Firefly route and just make a movie, that's like the anime. The anime had a couple seasons and that's they did right, a movie and then it was done. And a, so. and a movie. Yep. But yeah, go sign that petition. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the show. So we've already established that this is the way I describe it is the best way I could think about it. I've been thinking about it the whole time. About it just literally seems like the the creators got a hold of the Cowboy Bebop playset and they're like, I'm gonna put on a show for you, yeah, with these toys because there's so many things that are the same but different. So they obviously have like the action reader, like the first episode, Cowboy Gospel. It literally was like with the red eye thing. I mean, it was. There was some shot for shots almost. That's it. Of the first episode of the original series. Yep, the illicit drugs and everything. The pregnant girl who's not really pregnant, all that stuff was in there. I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. But then Faye shows up, and you're like, wait, you don't show up until like episode six or something like that. You're too early. (laughs) Come back later. But they did a good job of fitting it in because, like, in the anime, she is a rival bounty hunter. You know, that's the whole point. These are, we're following the stories of bounty hunters, so their paths are going to cross. But uh, now it's cool because Spike and Jet are going after uh, you know a couple. They're going after the guy in the couple, and she's going after the chick in the couple, and so their paths cross. And we got new stuff too because that that whole like um, beginning part of with the robbery and then mm-hmm. uh, that was good. I thought that was yeah, we didn't terrific. That was just, never animated, as far as I remember. Nope, but it was great. It's a space casino. Why not? It was a really great intro, I thought, into the series of what we're going to get. Them busting up the... the. It was like, I don't want to like take it into Tarantino land, because <laughs> it's not. Um, but just the, this is a robbery! Yeah, I don't right, know. Right, just, right. Uh, no. just, uh, <laughs> that old vibe's there. Put your wallet in a bag. But like for people that aren't familiar with the anime property, I it's think it does a really notes. good job of setting up who Spike is and who Jet is, because that's the main folk. Like, right, right, right. There's there's thugs and gangsters, and it's a casino, and things are going crazy. But Spike comes in late, doing what he wants, you mm-hmm. know, all cavalier and being Spike. Right. And Jet's like, "What are you doing? We have a plan. Stick to the plan." It's, it's like that's their relationship. But I had to stand there and look cool for a second. Yeah, it's it's right up there at front, and because these actors are so great, it's like, oh, I know what we're getting into. But Let's you're go. right. Yeah, and we knew. Okay, so these guys are our antiheroes, or whatever it yeah. is that you call them. The token kick. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was oh, wonderful. Yeah, I thought it was. It was a really great start for sure. I was on board after that first. Oh, episode. I was sold. I was sold from the first episode. And then you think it's just in a casino, but then the you know the hole gets breached, and you're right? like, wait, this is a space station? Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is what it's. It seems like a western. Seems like a mafia movie, but nope, it's also in space. Yeah, yeah, and the, you know the casino space station that was in the anime. We brought it over here in a yeah. different like they're like I said, they have the playset. They have the. The color forms. You remember color yeah, forms? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Hey!" Wait a All minute. All our young that, listeners. Are those those aren't Shrinky Dinks, are they? No. Nope. Oh, different color forms. <laughs> I'm thinking of Shrinky Dinks too. The dinosaurs mm-hmm. that grow. Yeah. No, color forms were <laughs> color forms. They had like here is it? There was Scooby Doo color mm-hmm. form. Everyone knows who Scooby Doo is. Yes. Even kids. Scooby Doo color forms. So you got this box, right? <laughs> and you open up the box, and there was like a scene of like a haunted house, like inside a haunted house, and then you had these. 
vinyl that made you so high, these vinyl stickers. <laughs> the gels, yeah. That you could stick on, and they would stick to the board that was in there. Okay. But they wouldn't permanently stick. They were just, it was like static electricity. So you could make like a Scooby-Doo scene, and you had all different, ah. the characters in all different shapes. Make a little Scooby-Doo scene, you could just like look at it and be like, okay, Scooby-Doo's being, and then you could like, Scooby-Doo's being chased by a ghost. And then you could move it around and. Scooby-Doo's being chased by Velma. And then, Vel- yeah, you know, just whatever. That's what they're doing. Color here. forms. That's it. Yeah. yeah, they're taking their stickers and putting them in different locations. Yeah. but it's all the same pieces and Boy, parts. We'll get yeah. to that in a minute because that it does, they do take certain liberties in the couple of jarring things where it makes you go, "Wait, that's not what happened." So the second episode uh, is where we get the teddy bear bomber guy, mm-hmm. um, which is a whole new thing. That's, I don't remember a teddy bear bomber. I guy. think it was later in the actual animated series, but like they're bringing it in now just yeah. to give them a bounty to go after, which is. That my favorite part. Yeah, because you got to remember, back in the original, there were several episodes where it felt like nothing happened. Yeah, no, there's a lot know? of bottle episodes yeah. in the original one. Yeah, instead of Monster of the Week, like I was a fan with Buffy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, this is Bounty of the Week. Right, that's, or it that's should the, be. That's but the that's aspect. Not the pace that was kept up. Now in the live action, they do a much better job of that. But that that was always my favorite part about Cowboy Bebop was Bounty of the Week, like. Jet, Spike, and Faye get up to misadventures. How are they going to get out of this and make money for noodles, you know? That's right. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, there's the syndicate, and there's Vicious. And yes. I think episode two is where we start getting well, into Yeah, it. you start getting into Spike's story with Vicious and Julia. Yeah, now um, we start to understand his, his motivation a little bit, even if it's different from, you know, to some extent. Julia's played by Alana Satine. Great. Um, yes. And um, Alex Hassel plays Vicious, also great. Yes. <laughs> I thought that guy was awesome. He was perfect. He was so vicious. And he kind of looked like a Malfoy. Like, that's automatic, like, <laughs> right. evil appearance. You know, you're like, oh, white hair, weird smile. Yeah, you're a bad guy. I get it. That That's introduced in this second episode. Yeah, we start getting some of that Spike's underlying storyline. That is one thing that the live action, I think, amped up. Because I don't, like, it's been a minute since I've seen the anime. Like, full disclosure. It's been years for me, too. So, yeah, it's been a minute, but, like... They were a presence in the anime, but it seems like this is a main arc for this I, series. I feel like we were the whole Julia fed, fearless. We, we were fed little bits and things back in the anime uh, a lot more casually because I think an anime fan is given more lateral movement to suppose. There's also more like episodes that. too. Yeah, true. of the anime. So I feel so. like we were given information more sparingly. Mm-hmm. It was just spread out more. I think. I think that's what you're feeling because this is. 10 episodes, right? That's it. And I think the original was 14 or 16. So they're moving a little quicker. And um, yeah, I think it's a little more concentrated. There you go. And I think that's why it seemed like they were getting there quicker because they were getting there quicker. But Julie is now a p- more of a presence because she was always just like the elusive femme in the anime. Almost like remembered as a as a dream. Yeah. Almost as, you know. Yeah. The, the what could have been, but yeah. now she's... Uh, almost getting assassinated by Vicious, but doesn't, and then she yells at Vicious like, "You tried to shoot me!" Oh, hilarious. yeah. Oh yeah, that that <laughs> whole like, you're gonna have to shoot her. And those, I like. Did you like how they did the what are they called? The council? The elders? The elders? Did you like how they did that? I thought it was interesting how they because the elders in the in the the animated series are you know these weird Yoda looking. I don't know. They're just supposed to be elders i guess they're supposed to be super old and they're that weird anime 
super old, like man looking <laughs> thing. Yep. And this one, they just gave them the masks of that, which it, I thought was interesting. It makes it, it makes more sense in a live action sense. Like, oh, they're masked. Like it's rich white dudes. Like sure, you can almost picture it. Some yeah. sort of, uh, you know, whatever but it is. They're the, still the mysterious. Council. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I liked it. I yeah, yeah. It was neat. I'm with That's you. A cool way to do that. But uh, like outside of the elders and the syndicate, that like that is the background subplot. But we get to my favorite subplot, actually. Yeah. I think we're jumping in the next episode, but we'll get there. Uh, Jet trying to find a doll for his daughter. Yeah, we just did Jingle episode. All the yeah. Way about yes. a father trying to find a toy for his son. Almost fitting. To solve all the problems, but this is Jet. They're on They're on bounty hunters. They're trying to make money, and he's just trying to make money. He's like, I got to buy a doll for my daughter. Right. Now, Which, there's no Kimmy in the... Yeah, okay, this is a whole new character. This is all new. This is new for the live action, but I'm all for it because it gives it fleshes Jed out a little bit more instead of just being like the stoic police officer sure. bebop pilot, you know? Yeah, he was more of like the, the foil to Spike in the original He was one. the tough pirate Mrs. Garrett, fight me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kept them all in line. That's yeah. it. He, 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 kept, he kept Spike out of the bottle, and he mm-hmm. kept Faye out of jail. Or the brothel. That's it. Or whatever, <laughs> the original series. Yeah. And he was kind of the mother hen. That's true. And now this kind of humanizes him a little bit more. It's true. And and he's got to jingle all the way. And then the bounty is hilarious. They're, right? they're trying to track down this person that's going after dogs. Yeah, what? what? Because yeah. dogs are a luxury in space. Right. It well. fits into the world, and I love it. Yeah, it was. A, I did like how is that a dog? Yeah, right. And it was not something people were used to seeing. That's interesting. But it is this episode, another crowning achievement, that we get the, the not, I guess, a key member of the... It's a trio, yes. you know, and we talked about Edward as well as another character from the original, but... Ein, the right. corgi! Einie. He shows up! Yeah. I was so happy smart, I was waiting for it. Smart, smart. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe from doing my some of my show prep... I'm sorry, am I not supposed to say that? <laughs> uh, I believe it is played by two different dogs. Like Charlie and Jake, or something like you know, something you'd expect to name a corgi. They had twin corgis. That's they awesome. They were charming. They were charming. <laughs> what a great ancillary character. The queen would approve. Yes, she is much amused. <laughs> also, in that episode, we have a little um, Spike showing vicious. He knows where he is, and he's back. Yep. Yes, and yep. you didn't kill me, and I'm gonna kill you yeah. if you don't back off. Because you have to. That's how you have to deal with a character like that. Especially with these characters. They all have their own version of the tragic backstory. That's and right. Spike was, he was a former syndicate member. I think I, I think they handled it a little bit differently in anime. but They did, but you always got the impression that they had some history, you know? Whether it was foreshadowed or told in backstory or just hinted at. It was a lot of brooding. Mm-hmm. You know, the, first, the, the original anime was very brooding. Mm-hmm. But you knew that they had a relationship. Now... I may be misspeaking because I don't remember it because it's been 10, 15 years since I've seen it. But I always got the impression like, okay, if these guys weren't brothers, they were at least brothers on the street, you know, or brothers in the syndicate. Like, you knew they no, had that, an that's, intimate relationship. Yeah, that's kind of their... And, and they do a good job of kind of re-intimating that without, like, taking you by the hand and telling you that these guys were in kindergarten together, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, they get into that in the, the, the final episodes where it's pretty much all backstory of Fearless and Vicious hanging out, and yep. he was an orphan right. and brought up, and we f- find out that Vicious's dad is on the Elder Council and all this kind of stuff. So. That's crazy. John Noble, <laughs> who shows up for 10 minutes this entire series. Yeah, nice way, way to w- get a paycheck. But way to waste John Noble. I mean, come on. Right. Come on. Ugh. 
I was, that's the only that's one of the things I'm grumpy about. It's like you don't cast John Noble and then only have him for ten minutes. Ah. <laughs> so then we start we, we start to kind of get in into these episodes that are kind of about one of the characters. Yeah, and this one's kind of about Faye, right? Callisto Soul. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, man. Okay, this uh-huh. this is where one of my problems playing with the toys comes up. There's a whole, in the original series, there's that whole episode about those eco-terrorists and the weird, like... Bioweapon, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, the bioweapon and the the crazy, like, rat seal things or whatever the heck those (laughs) things were that they wanted to save. And that episode, for some reason, of the original series, always, I don't know, it always stuck in my head. Okay. I don't know if I would want to call it one of my favorites, but I don't know, it always stuck in my head. There you go. That episode. And this one is kind of like based on that episode, but it's like so different from it that <laughs> in a number of notable ways. Yeah, that it was. I was like, I don't know. I, it's just this was the of all of the playing with the toys and changing it slightly. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this one bugged me so much. It just um, didn't hit me right. Is it because you didn't specifically overgender your toys one way or the other <laughs> and decide who they were going to marry or wind up? Snuggled next to. I'm trying to speak as vaguely and positive and PG-13 as possible. Different episode. Because. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting ahead of us. Sorry, it's obviously weighing on me. They do play with the toys that way, but they do. And who didn't? Obviously, I, I'm with you. I, I think because you have a fondness and you have that that memory, you know. So you you were that's what you were expecting. But I will say, not really remembering the original, like the they turned them into animals, right? That's the bio weapon turning people into animals, like the rat seals you were talking about. Yeah, it, it was uh, my memory's fuzzy on it too because it was a long time ago. <laughs> but yes, there's like rat seals and and there's like a the serum that mm-hmm. makes people animalistic and so, yeah, it was all kinds of yeah, and it was all green warrior stuff. Yeah, but this right? has this has like trees bursting out of people and while different, sure, still really creepy. Like right. I wasn't expecting that level of okay, weirdness. Okay, you guys have gone a little far now. I was expecting karate kicks and guns. Like That's what I think of when I think of Cowboy Bebop, but now people are turning into trees? Crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I was just... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why this one, particular one struck me as weird, but... That's how it, it was, goes. It was just that. But they did have them, the mother and the goofy interaction and the eco-terrorist being bumbling. That was all. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of sort of redneck backwoods. That was all kind of on theme. There you go. And I think this is where we learn part of Faye's backstory is that she's been frozen for so right. long. Right. Starts to explain why she doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. who she is. <laughs> and it did this it did have the it did have the funny thing of Jet using a coupon. You're right. Right. <laughs> Because that, he's he's always thinking about the money. He's, he's, well, the, he's the bookkeeper. And and he was always scrambling. We were always scrambling for, you know, how are we going to get the next full tank of gas? Or how are mm-hmm. we going to... Spike eats so many original, noodles. How right, are we going to keep feeding him? Where are the noodles coming from? <laughs> Peppers and noodles. <laughs> uh, but Jet, Jet gets the next episode. I think I enjoyed this one a lot because they did sort of, like, it's already a space noir... But now we get to go flashback and Jet's, yeah. a, Jet's a cop. He's or, a cop. What's the police force, the ISSP or whatever it is? so many cliches, but none of them were, 
okay, while a lot of them were overdone, they were overdone well. Like they were how I would want my cliches. If I went to a if I went to a cartoon diner and ordered a plate full <laughs> of cliches, they were cooked perfectly. You know what I mean? Like the dirty partner and the you know, I mean, just are all the different you know, with a heart of gold. You just you saw them all coming. And I just kept eating. I just kept eating. I'm like, oh yeah, feed me all these space cliches. <laughs> Is that wrong? No. No. <laughs> It was, and like he, it's it's meta because uh, Jet's sitting there explaining like the music of bebop and the music of jazz, yeah. and it's like, oh, that ties into the actual name of the ship is the bebop and the music of the yeah, show, which why? I think we said it up front, but I'll say it again: the music for this entire series is spot on. Yep. Yes, not only the theme song, but the interstitials. Uh, I, I believe they had the same composer from the anime, so it makes sense that it all fits. Back to the cowboy part, we learned why where where that came from in the first or second episode. And there you go. That made sense. That's why they mm-hmm. were cowboys, or it was the cowboy bebop. They were the bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but bring on the plate full of cliches because it was awesome <laughs> and so much fun. It took you a little out of it for a second there, but not really. Yeah, I no this... more than any of the other artistic decisions did. I don't know. This the, this episode all kind of dragged for me a little bit. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I was like, get back to everybody else. Sure, it, it is a flashback. It is you know building the history, but like you know they gave everybody one, and this was Jets. Yeah, I like the style of it. I like the whole banter with him and his bad boss, who you know comes into play later, just like Spike has a bad boss or you know right bad past history relationship. But it was so musical that that sort of carried me through it. Mm-hmm. And then the the next episode is. Is basically Spike's episode, and this is the one where Brad was. Oh, you Sorry, know. foreshadowing. And um, but this is where we actually hear the name Radical Ed. That's right. This is where yeah. it's mentioned. Yeah, and we're like, oh, Radical. I'm like Radical Ed. Where are we gonna see Radical Ed? Are we gonna see? We didn't see Radical Ed. No. But this is where we... Jet goes. In. Uh, why did he sit in that chair? I because I guess he had to. <laughs> but, and it's also the trope of like. The the ship needs a part, so we're we're here now. You yes. know, usual trope. I mean, like I get it. Trope, serve it on a platter. I'll yes. take it. But but okay. if we were an RPG group, this would have been a vacation module. <laughs> well, no, I mean this is where we get most of we get to see um, Spike's backstory, sort of, or at least what what his relationship is with Julia mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Oh, because this is the one where he gets trapped in the yeah. in the AI, the yeah, Doctor right. Lundis weird, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Faye finds a friend, and That's it. With a capital F, <laughs> uh-huh. or maybe a PH, depending <laughs> on what sounds you're making. <laughs> and she's got that railgun. Yes. Oh, I love the whole bit of them being like, uh-huh. "You got how much money did you spend on that piece of crap?" Oh, yeah, you know. But it saves the day. It looks so cool. It's got yeah. pockets <laughs> like that type of stuff. You know, <laughs> it's that type of bit. It was. It was. It was a novelty weapon. You know, on the sheet, it probably looked great. <laughs> That's a plus six. But I did enjoy very much the whole Spike thing of, like, you think he wakes up, but he's still stuck in yeah. it. Yeah. And then you think he wakes up, and he's still stuck in no, it. No, it's oh, and the, who no, hadn't been there? And I've had nightmares like that. It? Yeah. And we've but, seen that bit used over and over again, but it was so great. But the railgun t- turns out to be Chekhov's gun. You're not going to mention a gun <laughs> unless it comes in handy later, and Faye gets to save the day. That's right. Her mm-hmm. railgun is the only one that defeats the evil AI. Like, she shoots it through the computer, and Spike is saved, but... For all the crap they were giving her about her gun, it was the gun that saves the day. It's like, uh-huh. way to do it. That's it's on the nose, but I, I I enjoy it. And who doesn't love a little lady with a giant gun? You know, it was the <laughs> space equivalent of Faye with a desert eagle or something ridiculous. 
And then uh, mm. the next episode of Galileo Hustle, we meet Faye's mom? Quote, unquote. Yeah. Mm. Whitney, the con artist, <laughs> which I this episode was funny to me. It's it's only it it's, fun. It, for, I mean, it was a lot different in tone to anything from the animated series, but it was amusing to me. Well, yeah, because it was. I mean, it was almost like you're writing for small screen at this point. You're, you know, this is the power dynamics of two very strong personalities smushed up against each other. You know. Yeah, and I thought both these ladies were great together. Oh, very much so. Yes, you're right. The whole dynamic between them, <laughs> and you know, you have like. You have to act like you're my daughter. I'm your mom. And she's so comfortable doing it because she's a con artist. That's but it. But Faze the whole time is like, <laughs> right. and then she's sitting there charming them with like, I, my dumpling recipe. Oh, I know how to do this, you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is great. Spike's like, this is your mom? Yeah. Can I be your dad? <laughs> no, but like, yeah, they're bristling hairs. But then also you get the fun twist of like, Faye knows her mom, quote unquote, is a con artist. Yes. And then when they actually have to start working together, like to convince that valet to give them a car yeah. so they can get where they're trying to go, you know, because they're trying to find the identity kit for Faye, who's been frozen and has no mm -hmm. memory. Right. Very anime. Love it. Mm -hmm. They start working together and you're like, oh, yeah, two, two awesome chicks like that know how to con, know how to find a bounty. And yeah, they're working together. Thelma and Louise. Mm -hmm. and meanwhile, they have a, this crime lord after him the guy with the furs right the iron the iron fist what is he iron mink oh it's a mink yes. right because he's wearing the fur coat right. <laughs> apparently they still have russian crime lords in space yeah, because why not because why not if we can have cowboys and bebop why can't we have russian crime syndicate <laughs> but i really think it was funny when he showed up and then like her mom says like a safe word yeah. And it's like, she's like, what? You two are going out and this whole thing has been a play? It's their idea of an extravagant date is to set up a con and like mess people around and go against each other right? and hunt each other yeah. down. Yeah, it's just jaw-dropping. It's like, hang on. <laughs> yeah. But Faye gets her famous ship, so that's, that's right. Cool. That's it. And we get the one of the scenes I remember fondly from the anime is that because Faye doesn't have a memory of her past life, there is a touching moment where she watches a tape and she's like, oh, this is me as a child speaking to my future self. And they brought that that collectible yeah. toy back out and they put it out there. It is a little bit different in shape and form, but it's the same sort same of thing. Device. Oh, same device. It was very touching. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. What was her ship called? Spikes was the swordfish? Spikes was the swordfish. The... Hers was the red sparrow? Something like that? The hmm. Red carpet the I, forget. I forget i okay. forget so now this next episode was one again where they they got the uh the kickstarter for the villain pack yeah right right <laughs> we got all the fan favorites here yeah, let's they, use this one now they pulled out the creepy clown villain guy who doesn't love hate clowns um and mix that in with the backstory of ein the dog and yeah. and fish is hiring the guy to take out Spike, because why uh, not? And it's kind of just this. I, I really, really, really enjoyed them going over the plan in rhyme. In rhyme, right. and then he's like, "Where did this come?" He's he's like he's like, "I saw it in a Lee Marvin movie once." <laughs> they're doing like they're doing like the Dirty Dozen. Right. It was the best. Oh, yes, I perfect. was because I was sitting there going like, "Oh my god, this is like the Dirty Dozen." Oh my god, this is like the dirty right. dozen. And Did he's you like fist pump? And, and then he's like, I saw it in a Lee Marvin movie yeah, once. And I was like, ah! 
Oh my oh, god! And that's one of my picks. Dead, Lee Marvin yeah. was one of my picks. Oh, that's true. Building a so great something. Yes. Building yeah, a space. Maybe it was building a space crew. Stuff. Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> no, that yeah, the whole plan bit was great. And then like one of the things I don't think we've touched on it yet, but like they go to Earthland, which is right. an amusement park, perfect setting to fight a clown. You know, they they have interactions before that, but that's where the, the end of this episode yeah, that's ends. Where up. I meet all my clowns. But that's the cool part about the show. Like we're going to Mars, we're going to Ganymede, we're going to right. Earthland, which is an asteroid. They're space casinos, like. Spike was born on Mars. I want more of this series because I want to see more weird places yeah, where they like go. Where, where, where else can we go in this cool solar system? Like, where else do people live? Yeah, but this is also the episode where I do have one complaint, kind of oh. like Kevin with his, the environmental terrorists who are a little bit different in the anime. Piero uh, LeFou, the clown from mm-hmm. the anime, he's one of the only bad guys in the anime to, like, totally destroy Spike. Like, yeah. other than Vicious, who's, like, the main villain. That this clown like just goes ham on Spike and right. basically beats him to a bloody pulp. Didn't really happen in this. Yeah, you're right. And the fight that happened was in the shadows because I don't think they had the CGI budget. I don't sure. know. Yeah. But in the anime, like it's a so all you felt like fight. this is one where why why reference the anime if we're not going to pay off and with a good fight and it, yeah, I, I think this is one of the if you know Cowboy Bebop, you know this episode. Sure. I don't know. Maybe it just been TV budget. But well, here's my question along those lines: is if you if you knew, you know, we knew as as consumers of this product three episodes in that it was getting canceled. How long before that did the Netflix suits uh, know? Maybe. And did they pull the budget towards the end of production and say? Mm-hmm. Guys, this probably isn't going anywhere. Just finish your business here. Or, I mean, is that does that explain for? Because there's a couple other decisions mm-hmm. later on in the next couple episodes that made me wonder: Did they just not have the stomach to pull this off, or the investments, or the deep pockets any longer? Started off very ambitiously, yes, and then then kind of starts. And then you start to see signs of this weird decay like maybe the checkbook got smaller and smaller totally and tinier can't write the big checks (laughs) totally possible this also this episode had the weird thing where ein got left on the dock because he could speak through him it was (laughs) he projects videos out of his eyeballs he was so freaked out that's pretty funny she's like did you know he could project videos out of his eyeballs that's that's not in the usual pedigree i don't think no (laughs) and uh, and the the her reaction was great though that was perfect but like they're playing with toys in a new way and they're making and they're making it work because the evil clown in the anime was scared of cats right now he's scared of dogs and he happens to be scared of ayn it gives ayn a chance to shine from rhyming like we're making a play right right? now more ayn always right well that pays off in the final scene too (laughs) but spike gets rid of the clown in usual anime fashion he stabs him in the leg and the clown is real sad that he got hurt and he starts crying for his mommy and then blasts off into space. Because like, who doesn't? Sure, why That's not? That's how I'm going out if I'm an evil space clown. And you know his mommy's crying for is also a space clown too. Oh, I believe it. She's got to be. A whole family of clowns, I yeah, would imagine. I would think, right? With, with a name like LeFou? Yeah, yeah, you don't just, you're not generically the only clown in the family, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of an evil clown family. You probably come from a long legacy of evil clowns. <laughs> evil space clowns. Right? I mean, I'm writing my own fan fiction here, guys, but you know. I just, now I want more explanation on why the fear of small animals. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, the next episode is is an entire Spike's backstory episode. That's it. Just him and Fearless and Vicious. The Adventures of Fearless and Vicious. Back when they were in cahoots and yeah. doing jobs together. And I, punk band. I actually like totally really like this episode a lot. Yeah. There you go. I like seeing 
them palling around together and being all mafia and well because you kept getting vibes of this before you were like you know these guys had a relationship and now you're starting to kind of see it and how spike had to clean up everything that vicious did basically oh for sure and i think this adds another checkbox into what the live action does better because like we were saying jet didn't have a family in the anime he has one in this gives him a little bit more weight Sure. You know, in the anime, you know that Vicious and Spike are at odds because of past history, but they never really dive too deep into it, at least right. not as deep as this episode. And it's cool to see, like, get the actual, like, visceral background to yeah, it. Yeah, it shows you everybody's got something to lose or did or something they cared about. Uh, yeah, the, the the anime dives deeper into the backstory of, the, of that, I don't know what to call it in today's day and age, but it was the fella who... Had female parts, yes, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what it was considered then, and I don't know what it would be called now. But anyway, that had more of like a touching backstory of yeah between vicious and that. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, absolutely, yeah. But now we're getting it for our main character, so it, it adds a little bit of weight to it. It's different from what you're used to, and I, I say it's a I give it a thumbs up. Now let's talk about the whole Spike's whole world there, or the Fearless world. The syndicate. Um, the syndicate and his contacts over at the, the bar. Oh, Anna, yeah. Anna right. was Anna was very different than the anime, but great, oh. I thought. Anna's sidekick. Grin. Grin was awesome. Yeah. That was terrific. Um we we also get more stuff with Julia and everything. We this character is way more fleshed out. Yes. But I have to say though, uh I saw like a thousand miles away what her plan was. Of course. Like a thousand miles away. <laughs> I think it happened when that fake gunshot happened. Like, I, th- I think they were hitting at it even that early. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm getting better at it as I get older or what, but usually I don't see stuff. I get uh, it. Usually I'm surprised for the most part. Yep. Because that's, I never, I've never liked murder mystery shows I never liked like even mystery books. I've never liked any of that stuff. You didn't like a dame walking into my office. She had legs for days. No, uh, a problem. Here comes a problem for a week. He always sees the end. No, I never liked he any. Sees of, the end. I never liked any of that stuff because I could never see the end. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I would be so like I, I would be like because everyone prides themselves. It seems seems I don't know if you guys are that way, but it seemed to me at least growing up, everyone prided themselves on like, oh yeah, I knew that was the guy who did it. Saw it coming, you know. I saw it coming. I saw that coming a mile away, and I'd be sitting there being like, I thought it was the priest who did right. it. You know, it was the butler. Oh, yeah. What? You know, I would always, and it would just infuriate me because it made me feel stupid. <laughs> so I ended up like not liking stuff like, because it'd be like, uh, um, you know, make me feel stupid. Um, but, but also, too, I, oh, go ahead. But the good thing is, is that when stuff wasn't a murder mystery or something and, and was supposed to have a surprise twist in it, I would always be surprised and it would delight me. Oh, sure. It's for stuff that isn't a murder mystery. Yeah, I get it. Oh, man. So to this day, when I see something coming, I'm like, ah, this is crap if I can figure it out. (laughs) Oh, man, that explains a lot. If I could break (laughs) the fourth wall for a second and just say that Kevin and Mikey here, too, were some of the most fun people I've ever played live action Clue with. (laughs) Oh, that was great. (laughs) We didn't I mean, see what was coming with that one. That's right. Who would have thought a guy who already had a mustache and beard looked great with a fake mustache? <laughs> and Kevin, who has none, looked great in a fake mustache. <laughs> and I looked great in a dress. But we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. 
you make i mean if if we're going the, if you can argue it either way but if you're arguing it that you think you're dumb because you it's <laughs> it's poorly done because even you could see it coming <laughs> there may be some argument to it because maybe <laughs> 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 not the uh, argument that you're dumb that's fun, <laughs> that's fun. No, I like what Mikey's saying. The precedent has no, already been I know, set. I know, I know. The, the trope is there. So maybe, yes, maybe the they're there. leaning into Be the trope too hard. At myself. The, the precedent is there. No, I mean, thematically, it comes up yeah. over and over in this show. It's like, like I said, with the with the uh, Jets police cop buddy. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the trope's there. Exactly. You, you should see it coming. It's part of the story. It's fun. It's just another note that that trumpet's hitting. You know, as it plays through this this bugle call. But now to complete the compliment sandwich, I will say it's also because you're an older nerd now. You have a wealth of things that you've experienced That's and nerded true. out about that you like. They can't pull a fast one on you because you've seen it before. Yeah, you've been there, done that. Yoda nerd. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> that's good stuff. Anyway, I but that but the thing was, see, I think this might be some people's problems with the with the show in the fact that. I could feel my glasses sliding down my nose. Yep. Because sure. I was like, that's not what Julia does in no. the anime. And some of the problems I had were with like Julia and some of those and, decisions. But you know what? I really, if I sit there and if I block yes. the anime, yes. I have no problem with it. Sure. It makes sense. Absolutely. And it's kind of cool. And I really, I really like her. Right. <laughs> Coming into this, I've tried really hard to hit myself with the Men in Black, you know, mind eraser and forget <laughs> yeah, the yeah, anime. Yeah. And I did that when I first sat down and watched live action because I thought I want to approach this fresh. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized, hey, thematically and tonally, there's a lot of familiar stuff here. I enjoyed it for what it was. But like you, Kevin, there's still some things that just glom onto me and they're just like rubber hair or <laughs> yeah. rat seals. Whatever it is, yeah, or or the Lafleur. primus cowboy suits. It's yeah. just like ah, and it and it takes me out of it for a moment. Right, the Julia thing kind of right. took me out of it because I'm like, hang on, she's like been dead at this point for like four episodes <laughs> or whatever, you know. Man, it really makes me wonder. I mean, do we know anybody? Because even my kids, I showed them the original Cowboy Bebop before they could see this one. Mm -hmm. But do we know anybody out there who's never seen? the original anime that we could show this to. Oh, that'd be fun. And see if they liked it. Yeah. It ha uh, it'd have to be a younger generation. It would. It'd have to be our kids. It'd have to be some of our kids or it, something. Because at, at least for our generation of nerd, it was one of the ones, like, if you were going to get an anime that was on the right, list of five right, that you had to right, watch. Right, right, right. Really, it really makes me wonder how much the reception is clouded <laughs> by the original. That's a great point. And I got to be honest, in, in my family, unless it's... Uh, younger than a couple years old and completely obscure, they have no interest in it. Mm. <laughs> so I get so it. I don't. I don't know that I could talk my kids into watching it, but I'd love to hear their reaction. But as a standalone for the live action, they give everybody weight. They give everybody a backstory. I mean, it may drag for a few episodes if you don't like the character, but everybody has weight. Everybody has motivations. Everybody has agency now. Yes. When it didn't really seem that way with the anime. So if you don't know the anime, I think it's still a solid piece. I, I do too. I think is the live action standing on its own by itself. I think it was it was smart to do the way it was. It was building the basement for what was assumed to be another maybe mm -hmm. a two or three season mm -hmm. run. And mm -hmm. they I, I suspect they had no idea that they were gonna get cut off. They, the they didn't Even because if Netflix of the... doesn't have a history yeah, of doing that, yeah, which they do. They do. <laughs> 
you know, somebody should have smelled that coming and been like, we need a denouement in episode nine. They, you know. they they didn't because of the the final scene of it all. Yeah, um, yeah. the post credit scene. But before the post credit scene, right. we have the finale, which is vicious kidnaps Kimmy. Yep, out of nowhere, and we have the final showdown at the church. At the church with the rose window. Uh, yeah, which with the was rose a window. Famous scene in the anime. Right. So I mean, for different reasons, they reasons. involved everyone. Basically, like I said in the anime. This was very Spike centric, and the other characters were very pushed away. Yep. This one, they're trying to bring everyone in. So, yeah. I guess the way they figure, how do we get Jet there? Kidnap his kid. Faye becomes the cavalry in this. Yep. To help save them from that, and then welcome and then, to the ouch. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't really have any problems with that. And then we get the showdown between fearless and vicious, Spike and vicious, and. In the original one, they pretty much kill each other. Yep. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> right. And Julia was dead already. Yes. Um, but Julia's here now, and we end up, the Spike's about to get killed. Julia shoots Vicious from the corner. Pow. You know, we're like, oh, yay, they're going to get to be together. And then she blows him through. She blows <laughs> Spike through the window and totally turns on him. And this right here, I again, like you said, men in black thing. Yeah, I have no, out. I really have no problem with how that turned out mm-hmm. but i know that Wish i didn't know the other stuff. i know yeah i know that there's some people who they love animes because of the shipping stuff that goes <laughs> on there sure. and the romance stuff that yeah. goes on this person and that person and Ooh, la, la. they they if if you are super into cowboy bebop and the tragedy of julie getting shot and then him going like red spike and, and all taking the world, it it they totally changed it. Yes, yeah. this would be like Romeo and Juliet ending differently. Yeah, only one you of know? them dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or so, well, that's actually West Side Story. But no. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, I can see why it's interesting. I can see why people wouldn't like it. I get it. If that makes sense. I, I have a silly reason why it gets a pass for me. They did change it. It is a completely different setup. It makes Julia now like a mob boss herself as opposed to like a mob right. boss's wife so that's completely different but back to the music again i love the soundtrack to the anime i own the soundtrack on like cd probably cassette and one of my favorite songs other than the theme song was green bird by the seatbelt oh right and it is the song that plays in the anime when spike and vicious go through the rose glass window and i was waiting 10 episodes to see are they going to use my song my favorite song and they did so oh, cool nice. it gets a pass for me for such a silly reason as that but they used the song from the anime mm-hmm. that is a beat-for-beat beat thing, and I'm just like, ah, so cool. Nice. <laughs> it made me forget all the little little details right. that were different. And well, like we said, everybody pretty much dies in the anime. Yep. Even though you said that the creator said that Vicious didn't die? Like, it's it, it's assumed that he... Like, you can assume it either way, because yeah. they both fall, and it could be a death fall, but they never actually show, like, Vicious's body, like, mm. still. Like, it's an... it's. What Marvel does for off-camera deaths, you know, right. like oh, you didn't well, see it yeah. on camera, nobody so ever dies nobody Marvel. ever dies. So you know, huh? It's one well, of those things. They show Spike dead though. Yes, yeah. But vicious, they don't. You don't see him. Yeah, I know. But why would you do? Why would you why kill would the you? main yeah. guy and not kill his? I mean, that's so unsatisfying. Seen Omega Man? I mean, come on. Um, it's, yeah. In case you don't get canceled, you can come back. You have more. Sometimes the hero dies. You have more toys to bring back with you for season two. But we get a button. We we find, and everyone everyone lives in this one. Yes, nobody dies. Nope. But everybody just gets locked other. up in a boiler room, and 
Uh, you know, <laughs> they've switched roles. Now it's yeah. Julia who's pulling fake gunshots on him oh, and yeah. being like, "See you tomorrow." Russian, Russian lit. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow with this guy. That was cold. She, she, right. That's not. I mean, it's a twist, but I, I'm I'm on board with that twist. So yeah, it's interesting. That that's one thing I don't like about them canceling it is because I would think that the writers would be good enough to tell us how she got so. I mean, I think and she why. got. I think she got so cold because of what she been physically and emotionally abused for years by this insane psychopath. Yeah. You know, that was enough to break you, but I'd like to see that played out. But the thing that kills me is like they just mentioned Ed once and we're like, "Oh, they mentioned him. They're never yeah. going to show Ed." And then we get this button, you know, where he Spike Spiegel, Spike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spike's trying to drink himself to death and suddenly there's there's the dog again. With Ed, and I'm, it's like, we get like, I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, you canceled this show. You, why did you cancel this show? The only reason I am mad about them canceling the show for no other reason than like, I only get like that much time with yeah, Ed. We want, we want some Ed adventures, and you know? E- and even with that, it, it must have been like a 20-second scene because yeah. it's right at the end. Right. But we know that, like, I, I believe, you know, John Cho perfect this spike. Jet Black, perfect. Faye Valentine, perfect. Ein, perfect. They had a, a, the corgi looked just like the corgi. Right. Ed, for the twenty seconds we get to see her, looks just like the yeah. cartoon. Acts just like the yeah, cartoon. Just like Talks the, just like it. Has yeah. the same inflection, the craziness. Like it was even shot with that crazy Max Headroom type right. of. Yeah, she got the goggles. Yeah. And like for Cowboy Bebop the anime, this was like the most anime they ever went. Like the kawaii, yeah. like ha ha, yeah. like, you know. And that it, that energy was so needed, I guess, because like they have jokes and funny beats, but there's also a lot of seriousness That's to this right. live action. And I think Ed, like season two, would have brought like the Jar Jar Binks like misadventures yes. aspect to it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm talking like, oh. yeah, <laughs> Ed was wrong. a blast. Ed was, Ed yeah, was manic, and the cast is so good. So, Can you imagine like Daniel Pineda's Faye and Ed? Because Faye and Ed, right, in the original series, yes. are like they have like. They interact more than anybody, I think. Really, that's it. yeah, they have that yeah. manic energy. And I, oh man, We're, that's I that's know. a shame. We're gonna it's miss out on this. So, go sign that petition. Yeah, write your congressman. <laughs> so, pizza ratings. Mm. Are we gonna do a pizza rating for this? Let's do sure. it. Sure, let's do it. Guess go first. Oh well, thank you. Um, I think for uh, reasons as predictable as hair. hair. Uh, if anyone's ever <laughs> heard me rate anything or <laughs> heard me review anything before. You know that hair takes a big thing out of me. Uh, hair and uh, some of the tonal decisions. Uh, I can't give this a full pizza, and I am prone to giving full pizzas. So I'm thinking this is about five slices of maybe like a pepperoni sausage with some uh, maybe some banana peppers on the side, but I couldn't eat the whole thing. Yep. And that's where I'm at. Okay. Mm. I can dig it. Five slices mm-hmm. with toppings. Yeah. So a five plus. A five, almost a six. Mm-hmm. You next, me next. You always go next. Okay. I'm always, I always bring it out. <laughs> Who talks first? Do you hey. talk first? I talk first. We're all going to talk at the same time. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier in this episode, but I come to Cowboy Bebop for the bounty of the week aspect of it. So that's what I kind of wanted more of. They did it. And if they did continued, I would have hoped that we would have gotten more of that. So I'm real sad that I got canceled because I wanted to see it again. Yeah. But the whole, like, the the... Backstory for everybody, it in you only get ten episodes and backstory and flashbacks take up so much of it. It kind of loses slice on me for that because it's just like 
you're missing out on the, the sure. fun wackiness of Cowboy Bebop. I mean, I get it. Everybody has to have an arc, so it makes sense, but just didn't hit for me. But, like I said, this reminds me of Firefly. This reminds me of Fifth Element. This is a space western. You say that, and I will watch it, pretty much. <laughs> the acting was perfect. Like, the people they cast was great. The tone of everybody was how I imagined it in my head. So, I'm going plain, but I'm going to give it 7 out of 8. All right. Mikey, this is, we are simpatico <laughs> for the first time in a long time. Yes. That is like my exact rating. 7 out of 8. Plain? Plain. Netflix, you get one soggy, crappy slice <laughs> <laughs> for not, man, I don't know. Just, you can't tease me with Ed and then not do it. That's not the creator's fault. That's not anyone in the show's fault. That's nope. all Netflix's fault. But golly, I mean, it drives me crazy that they were obviously made this show because they put Ed at the end yeah. with a second season in mind. They had a place they were going. And it drives me crazy so that these companies won't be like, you're getting one season and we'll see what happens so that the creators can plan for that. For sure. But they obviously don't didn't do that for them because they left it, the, you know, there's a loose end there. Right. Uh, anyway, that's not a complaint on the show. I just wanted to rant at Netflix for work your contracts out better. It's, you know, if... Can you do like a one, you know, we're going to give you one, and we'll, then we'll see what happens. So yeah. you just make it end. That's it. Yeah, don't put a hook in there right. at the end. Anyway. That's just teasing people. It, it, it seems like it's the new model. I mean, Netflix canceled it three weeks after they put it out. Yeah. Three weeks. That must have meant somebody that's like really pull, hated That's it. like pulling a movie that's it. before it can get its yeah. box While office it's gross back. The theater. Yeah. That's that's asinine to me like yeah. we're from a generation where they would make a tv show and said hey we're gonna order 40 episodes of this right if we right. lose money at least we'll air 40 episodes let it float yeah. maybe it'll find an audience in the second season yeah you know first season of parks and rec is terrible seinfeld there's so many shows right. that have a terrible tons, right tons that took of a shows. while to find their legs yes that's that, why there's an expression for it <laughs> find your legs. Your legs. Yeah. <laughs> that's right now that's not even an option that bums right. me out to no end so i shake my fist at netflix i throw my seven slices of pizza in its face yeah. Or my seven crests. I'll throw my crest at them. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, but for all the same reasons I said this, I, I thought this was great. I wanted to see more. Um, seven. Man, it's and like it's seven. It's, it's worth rewatch for the music alone. I mean, oh, gosh. Oh, yes. It's a good yeah, time. For sure. All right. So seven for me, seven for Mikey. Four? Five. Five. Five with toppings. Yes. From Bradley over there. Let us know what you thought of the Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Are you those people who are complaining online saying, you're destroying my favorite thing? Or were you someone who's... If you've never seen the original one before and then watched this one, we want to know. Yes. Or if you're listening to us now and you never saw a, either of them, watch the, yeah. watch the Netflix one and then let us know what you think. Be Absolutely our control about experiment. It. Yeah, it can be our control experiment. Let us know. You can hit us up at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Dot com. Uh, Mikey, I ask you every week to come up with on the spot how you want them to format that Gmail. This is easy. I want I want a video in my email that you send me. But you have to dress up like either Punch and or Judy. Oh, neat. And you have to announce your opinion and how much it's worth to you for us to change it. Right on. It's, it's 700 Wulong to make me believe what you guys believe. That's fine. <laughs> By the way, Punch and Judy would be a great couples cosplay. Yes. Hear us out there, cosplayers? That's it. That'd be a great couples cosplay. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, thank for you. doing our announcing and being here. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. 
We want to thank you guys so much for listening. We want to thank Not Scott Productions for equipment, Jazza for our music, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and you don't get canceled by Netflix. See you next time, Space Cowboy. See you, Space Cowboy. Thank you.